What's up, everybody? Nick Finzer back for another episode of Over Here. This time we're talking with the amazing young alto saxophonist Daniel Dickinson, who was the orchestrator, original orchestrator of this new trio who's putting out an album on Outside of Music coming out in May and June. That's Paragon with Emiliano Lasansky and also Connor Kent on the drums. And these guys have been playing together for the last six or seven months. And I was really glad that Daniel was able to take a few minutes to chat with me today about the new record, about his career, about his first record, and about living in New York and being a jazz saxophonist. So without further ado, I want to present to you this conversation with Daniel Dickinson. All right, so today on the show we have Daniel Dickinson, a great alto saxophonist here in New York. Thanks for being here today, Daniel. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, Our pleasure. And uh, recently recorded with your trio uh, a couple of weeks ago with Emiliano and Connor. Why don't you fill us in a little bit on that project and what's going on? Right. So uh, Emiliano Lasansky and Connor Kent are friends of mine that I met independently. Emiliano, I met at the Betty Carter Jazz Ahead program last year. Uh, and I met Connor Kent at a reunion for the Disney College Band that I did. I was a part of that program in 2014. There was this huge reunion, and that's where we met. And so when they moved to New York, we started doing these gigs at the bar next door. Um, and it, w- it was part of the Emerging Artist series at the bar next door. And that basically sort of just grew into a regular meeting with that group, and that's how the group Paragon started. And um, from there, we, we uh, hooked up with you, hooked up with Outside In, and sort of just spearheaded this whole project. Um, didn't it, wasn't it, we weren't expecting to do this project when we first got together, obviously. It was sort of happening. We, we, we haven't been together that long, and it's been happening pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. been, it's, it's been very exciting, obviously. Yeah. Well, it, well, it definitely doesn't sound like you just got together. It definitely doesn't sound. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Um, so why don't let's back up just a little bit and kind of give people a little bit of background about you and, and what yeah. you're up to. And so why don't you let people know where you're from and kind of what you're doing in New York. So uh, me, I, I, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, originally. Um, uh, every, everybody in my family plays an instrument. And so I was part of a musical family to begin with. They have two brothers that they played um, trumpet and trombone. My dad plays sax. My mom plays flute. And so uh, going into music was something that wasn't that didn't really take a lot of thought for me. It's something that was happening all, all around me to begin with. And um, had a lot of great teachers in Florida started playing. I actually started on clarinet. And I started playing saxophone uh, a few years after that. And um, graduated from high school, went to University of North Florida and studied with Bunky Green, the great Bunky Green, mm-hmm. uh, which was... Uh, incredibly lucky for me i was able to be with him one year before he before he retired and um from there uh, i also studied classical clarinet alongside uh, my jazz degree actually did a double major oh wow and uh uh, did jazz studies on saxophone and and classical clarinet performance um studied with guy yehuda um and uh melissa simmons on clarinet also, after Bunky Green retired, uh, an amazing sax player named Todd Del Judas came in to fill in for Bunky Green. Studied with him for four years after that, uh, he, and he was just amazing. Um, after after UNF, I 
went to Manhattan School of Music, and I'm fin finishing up at Manhattan School of Music this semester uh, uh, for jazz composition, studying with Jim McNeely. Nice. And that's sort of where I'm at right now, and uh, playing with Paragon and doing gigs and freelancing and all of that. So writing a lot, too. Totally. So was uh, jazz always something, I know you said your dad plays saxophone, but was yeah. jazz always something that was around for you, or was that something Absolutely. you had to go seek out? Uh, jazz was... Well, the thing about where I grew up was that there were a lot of jazz musicians. There was actually really a thriving community of jazz musicians, um, even though even though you probably wouldn't say there's a lot of jazz going on in the city. But there are a lot of great teachers there, a lot of great, you know, institutions of uh, jazz education there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was. Wait, what I would say it was happening around me a lot, and of course my family, my brother. Scott was playing jazz a lot. My my other brother Chris was playing classical trombone mainly, but they were both playing jazz. I was I was listening to jazz as a kid growing up all the time. Gotcha. So are those yeah. are they still playing your brothers? Do they still play? They do. Uh, my my brother Scott uh, still plays trumpet. He's in Orlando. He's teaching at Full Sail University. Oh wow, cool. Uh, teaches some music classes there. And uh, my other brother Chris has since become a literary guy. He's mm -hmm. a PhD candidate. Um, from Baylor University now, um, uh, but he still plays trombone. Yeah, nice. So, when 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 you were going to school down there, I know you started a relationship with Ulysses Owens. Is that is that right? Right. So Absolutely. how did that come to be, and what's kind of? I think he maybe also produced your first record. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Um, we I was I was in a combo program led by Lynn Ariel at uh, University of North Florida, and had written uh, an original composition. There was a master class. It was uh, Christian McBride uh, mm -hmm. was doing a master class on combo playing um, and just sort of like, you know, communicating with other members of the group and all that. And Ulysses Owens Jr. was there as well. He was offering some of his great insights as well. And after hearing my composition entitled Exodus, which is on my first album, um, he approached me about having his own group record my composition, potentially, and it ended up on his uh, album called Onward and Upward. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and um, after after I went to the CDs, CD release for that, he held it at Dizzy's here in New York, um, he then subsequently approached me about producing an original record of all of my original stuff, and, and so that's, that's basically how that happened, and we uh, went over to... Um, Brooklyn went recorded in Bunker Studio and did um, some of my own compositions, some of my arrangements with a great, great ensemble. Uh, just he pulled in a lot of favors for me. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, I, I owe a lot to Ulysses Owens Jr. So nice. And so, what's that record called? Your first one? It's called uh, yeah, right. It's called a, a Gathering Foretold, uh, produced on um, UO, UOJ Records awesome. with his label. Yeah. Great. And so. Now, all of that kind of aside in your new degree program and being in New York and this new band, could you talk a little bit about, you know, your compositional approach and band yeah. approach to this new trio? Yeah, the compositional approach, it was interesting for me because I had never put together uh, a project of this sort of focused nature of this seriousness with a with just a trio, with a cordless trio, uh, just, you know, with this bass and drums. And so... Um, having been, you know, I'm studying studying with Jim McNeely, jazz composition, doing a lot of big band writing. So I'm always thinking of um, chords and chords and extensions and filling up the space with harmonic things. And uh, a, a project like this 
being able to write sort of to facilitate freedom as the main goal uh, was something that was really was really great for me and really really great for us as a group because um, it sort of forces me to think along the lines of how I could sort of open up in, in terms of improvisation um, and sort of filling up the space that was perhaps left by the piano player or the guitar player you know that's not there anymore and so that's that's basically how I was thinking about it and it's led to it's led to a lot of actually great sort of developments in the way I think about playing too so it's always it's always good to sort of go around go go about things uh, differently think about things in a different way and uh, that's sort of that's sort of how it's influenced me lately then was there any uh, other bands or projects that you kind of listening to to draw some orchestrational influence from yeah actually you know a lot of a lot of my early influences the, the trilogy record the kenny garrett trilogy record obviously um uh state of the tenor with joe henderson um actually pat metheny uh one of his tunes um was a was an inspiration for the album the title track is actually sort of a hearkening back to pat metheny's trio sure. and um uh, Dick Oates as well, um, just a lot of just a lot of great sax playing. You know that's mm-hmm. been there. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so I, I think I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I could also hear kind of some Josh Redman trio in there too. Not really. So many people. So many I mean, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean that you can never stop listening. <laughs> Right, right. So, never stop. why don't you tell us a little bit, like, what else are you doing here in New York? Are you doing your masters? Who else are you playing with? What other kind of projects are you getting involved with? Uh, the <clears throat> the main thing, that actually, that I'm working on alongside uh, my jazz stuff is actually I'm sort of diving into the musical theater realm. Okay. I'm um, with my brother, my brother that I mentioned earlier, that's getting his PhD uh, soon. Um, we're we're working on a musical adaptation right now of the picture of Dorian Gray. Okay. And something that's really different from what I've been doing before. It's something that I uh, thought would facilitate sort of a cool um, personal project. Both my brother and I um, are pretty big fans of musical theater, uh, actually. And we wanted to do something that wasn't really tied down to what we normally did or what we had to do for school projects or whatever. Um, and that's, that's been, been actually a big focus for me lately. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, this, this trio project, um, the musical, a lot of freelancing and, and, and playing, playing a lot with Ulysses Owens Jr. too, on, on various records, mm-hmm. mainly finishing school right now. Yeah. Well, you got, just got a couple more months to go, right? Yeah. Just a few more months. Do you still have a recital to do? I do have a recital. It's on, um. It's going to be on April 13th, actually, at uh, Manhattan School of Music. Going to do some non-ets and some big band stuff. Nice. So um, aside from from all that stuff, and I know you haven't been here that long, but there's a lot of people out there, you know, students younger than you guys, and that are thinking about coming to New York. So is there anything you could offer them as either advice or thoughts, things to think about in terms of before they get here to prepare themselves or just to get here in general? Yeah, well, I mean, the jazz community in New York, obviously, it's such a tight knit community, and everybody everybody talks. You know, you really have to you you really have to make sure that um, your first impression 
is is one that uh, sticks. Not only one that sticks, but one one that is remembered fondly. Um, I know plenty of musicians who play great but don't get any gigs. I know plenty of musicians who might not play as great as other musicians, but they still keep getting called because everybody knows that they can count on them. They can count on them to show up. They can count on them to, you know, be cooperative during the rehearsals and all of that, and you know, do their homework. Um, and a lot of a lot of a lot of young musicians, um, I feel, put a, put a lot put a lot of importance, which they should, on finding their own sound. And that's always something that you you should you should try and um, develop developing your own sound and how you can sound unique. Um, but actually, going back to Pat Metheny, um, there was this uh, sort of masterclass he did uh, that that I watched one time, and he was saying, when you're young, you know, when you're when you're developing a sort of um, view on how you would approach uh, jazz and how you how you would approach playing it when you when you get to that stage you really you really should focus on getting good that's sort of how we put it and I, that really resonated with me just focus on getting good you know it's really it would be really hard um for you to um miss out on a bunch of work if you sound really really good you know and so that that's really should be the you know goal number one sure you know work on work on getting good <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I'm, I tell students the same thing all the time. Yeah, just yeah. That the other part will kind of happen naturally. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's how I see it too. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add on that we didn't get to touch on yet? Yeah, let me think. I mean, I, we we covered some bases here. Um, What's the best yeah, way for no, people I mean, to uh, get stay in touch with you and find not only the new record but maybe the last record and listen to you? There's a yeah you can you can keep in touch with me a lot of ways I have a Facebook page uh, Daniel Dickinson um, and my my website dandickinsonmusic.com um, I'm regularly posting stuff on there and updating that and um, on Instagram Twitter all that all that kind of thing awesome any various any number of ways perfect so awesome well we're super looking forward to getting the record uh, out and having people hear it. And yeah. uh, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to, you know, share some thoughts. Hey, thanks again for having me. Of thanks course. All right, man. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much, Daniel. We're really glad you could be here on the show today. Much appreciated. And if you haven't yet, please check out the links in the descriptions. And so you can go and check out the pre-order for Kin, the new album from Paragon, the trio with Daniel, Connor Kent, and Emiliano Lasansky. These guys are doing great work, and I'm really excited for them. Uh, they're going to have some CD release shows coming up, so please stay tuned for that. Subscribe to the podcast and the video channel of your choice. Uh, we're always having new stuff come out. I'm really glad that you could be here today. My name's Nick Finzer. This has been Over Here, and we'll see you guys back here real soon. Thank you.